And we're a week in. It's day seven of 13 Days of Halloween. On this episode, I'm with my friend Noah, who you may remember from a previous episode. We're talking about a horror film. We get we go through the whole thing. So warning, there's spoilers in it. And we talk about our thoughts and whatnot. So I hope you enjoy. Keep listening. We still got several more days to go. Welcome to Spooky Show. It's the spookiest show ever in the world about everything that also is spooky ever in the world. Number one spooky show on the net. It's the number one spooky show on the net. You you heard it here first from producer Harrison in the background. It's true. Um, I'm I'm your host Kate. I always forget to introduce myself, and I very much apologize. But my name's Kate. I'm the host of Spooky Show, and I'm here today with my friend Noah. You may have uh, you may remember him from pa- a past episode. Mm-hmm. Hello, spooked to be here. Spooked to be here. Um, we're gonna be, for 13 Days of Halloween, we're talking about a movie, a scary movie that we just watched. Um, me and, well, Noah and I are huge horror movie fans, so we were like, let's find a scary movie we both haven't seen and discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we tried to do one. We, we tried to do this. one yeah. called The Terror, I don't know if it's The, the terrifier, terrifier or just Terrifier. Yeah. Um, I made it 20 minutes into it and texted Kate and said, I care too much about you to let you watch this movie because it was so bad. Um, and not in like a fun, bad horror movie way. Like in I made it 20 minutes in and didn't feel comfortable wasting another hour of my life on it. It was so funny. I was like, well, should we finish it and talk about how bad it is? Like, should I watch it? You were like, I, you, you literally said I care too much about you to <laughs> let you start this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was like, it was um, like 80s horror, 80s or 70s horror movie budget, but like 2013. Oh my so God. So like the, the, the gore and the, like the slasher aspect of it was like that level of cheese. And it was actually, so like it started and it was really bad and I was like, okay, fuck. And then... The like villain comes in the clown. It's like a clown movie. Yeah. And the dude playing the clown was like an unbelievable actor. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm in. This guy is awesome and scary and unsettling. And then he started killing people. I was like, oh, I can't do this. This is that bad. It's wow. distractingly bad. And yeah. we found this because on I'm on horror film TikTok and. This girl was like, these are the movies you need to see this Halloween. And this was, Terrifier was on the list. And I was like, the way she described it, like a slasher, I love slasher movies. Of I was course. like, oh, I'm, she said it was great. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm really intrigued by this. Let's do this one. Yeah, no. 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 Incorrect. So I guess don't watch that. I didn't start it because Noah was very kind to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was very kind and spared me, but yes. we're gonna today. We're gonna talk about Emily. Yes. Um, Spelled I, like the is it French? It is French. Of the French way. The movie. Also, there'll be spoilers. Just so sorry. Yeah. Um, in the movie, when Jacob, the kid, looks at her passport or her license, uh-huh. it's in French. That's right. Yeah. You're, that's totally right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's French. Um, spelled E M E L I E. E M E L I E. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With an accent, probably over one of them. No. No. 
I don't know. I don't think so. There wasn't. I had just finished it, like literally right one minute ago. So I'm fresh. Yeah. We right watched now. it separately. Yeah, we did. Yeah, which is good because then we would have talked through it, right, or whatever. Okay, so initial thoughts. Um, okay, I have so many feelings about this movie. Uh, first, I'll say I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yes. I had a good time watching it. I think a good starting point, just so I'm clear about where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. as a lover of horror films, uh, what I'm looking for, for a horror film in this day and age in 2020, when horror films have been around for so long, is for a, a horror film to break the horror film formula. Yes. Which is very hard to do. I, the, you know, I think I think The Conjuring did it. Mm-hmm. I think. Hereditary kind of like moved the formula around and then oh, took yeah. it to a new level and also was, is just fucking brutal, which is why I love it. Um, this, I don't think broke the formula, but it went about it in such a smart way yes. that I was hooked from the beginning. Yeah. Um, it... Uh, yeah, I, I feel, I, I have mixed feelings about the spoilers that are going to happen, but, like, I want people to watch it. So that it start right out the gate. I mean, within the first ten seconds of the film, we're off to the races. Yes, we are. Um, uh, uh, what I'll say is, uh, a similar to Get Out type of thing yes. to start the movie off. Um, and, yeah, it just, I don't, well... Before I go for it, because I, I took notes. Oh, I have some notes, so, too. But I, but I, I want to hear your initial reaction to it. That movie is basically everything, not everything I love about scary movies, but it is, like, kind of my type of favorite scary movie. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it, especially for how short it was. I felt like it was just, like, a, a great little scary movie. Like, yeah. it was so nice to watch. <laughs> Right. Well, but I mean, like, I, to your point, that's one of the things I think it does really well is horror films typically are pretty short. Yeah. And often what happens is a little bit of exposition, and then we get right to the point of, I'm going to try to scare you type thing. And this didn't do that. No. It was a slow burn to get there. It was. And it also, but it did, it did kind of disturb me. A lot, mm-hmm. and that started right off the bat when she isn't when she's in the bathroom. Well, also not even then. She's basically oh, hitting then. on the little kid the whole time. Well, so this is right, and <laughs> yeah. this is what I love so much about it is like. So I guess in a way it did break the formula by this. It takes a long. It takes really takes its time. Dropping these very very subtle hints of who and what is going on yes very small subtle hints of who this person is um who ends up being emily um and of what might be happening and there are i mean god there are so many and for those who don't know it's basically i'll just give a little little synopsis like it's basically about this girl She's known as Anna in the in the movie. She goes to babysit three kids, um, 
while the parents are out for anniversary dinner, and she's just <laughs> the worst babysitter ever. Right. Yeah, she's evil. You know, bad things are happening. She's. I don't want. I'm like I don't want to spoil because it because I want people to watch it because it's a good. Yeah. But like we so, do have to spoil it, and but that's the premise. That's the yes. Yeah. So, and the fun thing, like what I think the first fun thing that happens is your first in your first introduction to her. Literally, the first shot of her before you even see her face is her. It's a very quick shot of her wiping a smear of blood yes. off her shoe. Yeah. So they tell you from the beginning this is not what it looks like, yes. but they ha- they do not give you anything else off the bat of what might be going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued. I'm hooked, right? Um, and then to your point of... The, so it's, it's three kids. There's Jacob, the oldest one. He's 11. Yeah. He's just gotten into middle school, and we all know what seventh grade boys are like. Which um, I want to talk about a lot because the whole movie is about puberty like oh, totally. the entire movie but yeah completely yeah. Uh, but which by the way 11 year old boys are or i guess middle school sometimes is sixth grade and i never mind yes anyway <laughs> um uh and then there's his younger sister sally, sally yeah. who i think is seven yeah seven or something like that and then their youngest brother christopher who's four who so, was also the cutest kid the ever. Cutest kid he ever. So cute. Can't fucking act. I was like, yeah. holy shit, this is a little kid and he's ripping right now. Um, but yeah, to your point, she immediately, like from the second she walks into the house, pretending to be who they think is their babysitter, who they haven't met before, um, starts the manipulation. Yes. And one of the most fascinating things that felt new to me for a horror film is the corruption of innocence. Yep. Specifically of Jacob. There is, I, I think, I, I can't help not talk about the scene, although it is a big spoiler because you brought it up a little bit. She's been giving him these little flirtatious words and lines and stuff. And in the beginning, he's about it. He like, You could he's tell so he, about he like, it. has a crush on her. How do you not, right? <laughs> then... They're playing hide-and-seek, and he is the seeker. Emily's supposed to be hiding. He finds her yeah. on the toilet, um, and he co- she's like, hey, come on in. Yeah. And she says, um, I've got my, I, I have my period. Where does your mom keep her tampons? And makes him get her a tampon and open it for her and give it to her and changes her tampon in front. You don't see anything. Yeah. And it's very, it's done very tastefully. It's very, it's it's way too quick to change a tampon, but um, it was way too quick to change a tampon. Was. Let uh, me uh, just uh, throw uh, that out there. I was like, did she just throw it in the toilet? Because <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, th- which I appreciated that they didn't feel the need to go there, but she changes her tampon in front of him. Yeah. He is fucking shook. He is, as you would be. And he goes into his room, calls his friend, and said. <laughs> I see. I saw. I think I saw China's hole. I think I saw my first China China, hole. China hole. China hole. Oh my god! Yeah. Or China hole. Whatever he says. I don't know. I missed it a little bit. Um, And then it kind of just continues with this really. You start to see in these very smart and fresh ways. Her plan for the evening. Oh yeah. And how observant she is. Like there's this part where. Christopher, the four-year-old, wants these juices that are on a high shelf, and she's like, get it yourself, thinking he's not going to be able to do that. 
and she clocks that he was smart enough to take a chair, put a step stool on top of it mm-hmm. and get himself, and it, you could tell her, you could see her clocking like, oh, he can get shit in high places, I need to be aware of that. Yes, and he's smart. And he's smart, yes. And, which might be a reason why she wants him, because right. her aim in this movie is to literally, like, kidnap a child. Pretty yes, much. so that's, uh, at the end, well, I, we'll get to that. Yeah. We, we, we'll get to that, but, like, so that... Um, and then just further into the master of manipulation. So like the tampon scene happens, then she's letting them paint on the wall and Jacob does her name. He, what he thinks her name is Anna and it's all pretty and stuff. And he's like, look, Anna, look, you know, and she fucking negs him. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, cool. Yeah, and you can see it. I mean, like, it's, which is, I just, I, it felt fresh to me. I hadn't seen that before. And then he wants to feed his python, which I guess Sally and Christopher are not allowed to do because they're too young. And I guess it eats, it probably eats, like, it eats, like, dead, tiny yeah, mice. Because, is this before the tape? Yes, it's before this the is tape. before the tape. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, she calls him, she's like, no, Jacob is like, Anna, like, come feed my python with me, you guys. You know, you know the drill, you guys can't come. And she's, so he's trying to get alone with her. Right. And the kids, Anna's like, nope, you guys are coming. She insists that they come to see the snake be fed the mouse. Um, but. <laughs> which, but. They get there, and she starts to give this spiel of, like, that's a predator, Predators like their meals alive. Yep. And so she takes Sally's hamster, who we've heard about through the movie so far, and feeds it to the snake in front and makes the kids watch. Makes holds them watch. her holds Sally's face and makes her watch Jake eating Jake's snake eat her hamster. hamster. <laughs> yeah. And that's like the first I think I think that's the first blatant like what the fuck fuck is i mean the tampon the tampon the tampon got me first right but this is like the first like oh you're not just like weird (laughs) yeah and it just follows the whole corruption thing more and more right and and she makes a big point of like everybody dies it's fine yes you know that's exactly what she says it is to a four-year-old and a (laughs) seven-year-old right right so that that's when then the sex tape happens. Then which is fucking crazy. I could not. I was like on a. Di- I was watching on my computer. I like went to a different tab while that was happening just because I felt so uncomfortable myself. So what happens is yeah. When Jake Jacob when they play hide and seek earlier in the movie, which we just talked about, Jacob is seeking and has to count from one hundred down to one, and in that time. This and this was one of those really smart moments. She basically prepares for the evening. Yeah. She takes the laces out of all their shoes, mm-hmm. and that's all you see, which you gather so they can't run, right? She turns off the internet. She t- unplugs the internet, mm-hmm. right? Like she takes all, and then goes to their parents' room, goes through a ton of their shit, finds a lockbox. We don't get to see what's in the lockbox. We just see that she takes something out of the lockbox and puts it in her purse. And leaves the lockbox on the parents' bed. Then, so after the snake thing, she's like, movie time. (laughs) Sits all the kids down, puts in a tape that is a sex tape 
of their father and another woman that is not their mom, and she makes them fucking watch it. Wasn't it wasn't the mom? No, because remember, they're like, oh, it's daddy and mommy, and Sally's like, that's not mommy. Oh my god, I did not catch yeah. that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I knew something was wrong in that marriage, too, even oh, though they course. didn't explicitly say it. I, I was like, there's... So that's the other thing we haven't mentioned yet, is this is all spliced with um, the mom and dad are... The reason they're out is for their 13th anniversary. They're mm-hmm. going out to dinner. And totally, like, from the beginning... Because she flirts with... Emily flirts with the dad a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and he does a little back. And, and he does a little back. Yeah. And wifey notices. Yep, and she's like, uh, all right, Joyce, let's go. I think her name was. Yeah, Joyce and Dan. And so there's definitely tension there. You can tell it's... it's mm-hmm. Their marriage in 13 years is not as fresh as it once was. But it's so subtle. So it's subtle. It's so subtle because it seems like they had a great dinner and stuff, but there's just, like, something that's, like, off. There's, like, a little tension still right. there. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. So she makes them watch that. Here was another fucking brilliant moment that I have written down here. Is it, it the heights? The heights. While they're watching, uh-huh. it, it pans. Oh, the heights. Yeah. It so, pans into their the kids' marked heights on the wall. Yeah. Like, you know, when you grow. Which is awesome. So it's, like, literally just reminding you, like, these are children that are, like, now panning to the. Having their innocence completely yeah, destroyed. Right. Completely gone. No. So here's what was fucking brilliant is in earlier in the movie in one of the scenes while when the parents are at dinner the dad says you know we're gonna have to have the talk with jake soon yes and she's like why he's like because you better you should see your son's browser history type thing Mm -hmm. so that sets up that we know that jake knows what porn sounds like right yeah and so he's not in the room as the sex tape's happening and he hears it from upstairs and he's like what the i know that sound um and it's like I'm not to be graphic, but it's a lot. Obviously, a lot of moaning and like clapping. Yes. Um, and he comes running down the stairs, sees what he sees, turns it off, throws the remote down, and says, "That's private." That was such an interesting choice of words to me. Right. To say that's private, not like what the fuck are you doing? Right. Or like they can't watch that. He goes, "That's." private but i think the part of the reason that's earned is because he was smitten with her at first so he's not totally comfortable completely standing up to her yet right they kind of build that that dynamic in which was fucking brilliant yes so then she she says fine bedtime basically and takes christopher into his room and starts to read him a homemade bedtime story that's in like a uh, what are they called? Like, like a composition. Composition notebook. notebook. She she has written and drawn it out. They are fucked up, messy drawings. And this is where we find out mm-hmm. what's going on. And what's going on is that Emily, pretending to be Anna, Anna, um, had a had a baby. Yes. Um, earlier in her life, and. While it was still very much a newborn, she fell asleep on the couch with it, and it ended up turning into the couch. Like, that sounds weird. Like, turning its face into the couch and suffocating, which is a thing that happens with babies. Yes. um, Which is why you're not supposed to fall asleep with them like that. Um, And it, as she put, and it's a great few lines, it cracked 
she she frames it in this mama bear who lives in a cave story with her cub with her cubby yeah her cubby and, yes. yeah right and she says the mama bear's brain cracked it didn't break it just cracked and then mama bear bet, met this man which was another brilliant device that we'll get to whose brain was much more cracked than mama bears mm-hmm. and they decide that they're gonna move, they're gonna leave the cave, they're gonna go to some new land with new animals and find a new cubby. Um, and so this whole time there's a guy whose face you literally never see. Never see. Who is orchestrating that, he's stalking the parents while they're on their dinner date, um, and and that's, that's what we find is going on, and she's decided that Christopher, the youngest, the four-year-old, is the perfect cubby. It's the cubby she's been looking for, and she wants to take him and make her him her son. Um, also, the guy, who we don't see, is referred to as Skinny Man and, like, Skinny Hyena Man, which yes, I thought was this, interesting. Yeah. Like, a why? bear and a, a mama bear and a skinny hyena. Yeah, which and is he's very always just referred to as, like, the Skinny Man. And you get, is... glint like... You'll see like a blurred shot of his chin or his hand on like his the chin. Side of his face, but not completely. And his hands and his phone, but you never once you see a f- portion of his face towards the end of the movie. Um, and so the whole time this is happening, this story that Emily's telling Christopher, the story, Jacob and Sally are sitting outside the room listening. And this is the point where they realize, oh, we are, this is. A real. This is mm-hmm. as bad. This is way worse than we thought it was. We thought this lady was just weird. And also before that, Jacob had found out that it wasn't her, right? <gasps> right. I think That's before the point. That, when yeah, he, find, he goes yes. through her stuff while they're watching, while she's making Sally and Christopher watch the sex tape. He's upstairs going through her her stuff. Yes. And he pulls out her license and finds out that she is not Anna, who her parents hired who their parents hired to, like, babysit them. She is this girl, Emily, who... Right. Yeah. And through that, you... And and you know this name, Anna, from the very beginning of which we talked about, which I guess we're just going to have to spoil it, but the beginning of the movie is this girl, Anna. It's a faraway shot walking on the street on the phone, and a car pulls up and asks if she knows where the post office is. She's like, um, I don't know. And then this man, which we later find out is Skinny Hyena. It's, again, far away shots. You can't see him too well. She's like, oh, do you know where the post office is? And then the person in the car, which you later recognize her voice, is Emily, says, wait, are you Anna? And she's like, um, yeah. And Skinny Hyena Man covers her mouth and they throw in the car. They end up not in the movie, but subsequently you find out later that they have killed her. Yeah. So that she could take her place as the babysitter and pretend to be Anna. Um, so at this point, Jacob knows this is not the person she's, she's been saying yep. she is. And, and they're like, okay, something's wrong. At this point, I think this is when Sally goes into her parents' room and finds the broken lockbox that Emily left on their desk, inside of which is their father's gun. Oh, yeah. And they start playing with that. <laughs> they do. They start playing with that thing. Um, of course, Emily took the, this, she found that, as a reminder, during the hide and seek countdown when she was preparing for the evening. So obviously, she took the bullets out of the gun. 
Jacob doesn't know that and points it at her yes. and is threatening her to yeah, leave Yeah, and them she's alone. like, fucking shoot me. She keeps, she starts yeah. screaming, shoot me. Uh, he doesn't. Christopher comes in and Jacob hides the gun under the pillow because four-year-old little brother. Which almost immediately Christopher finds. Yes. Finds the gun and doesn't know it's real and points it at Emily in a silly, playful way. Yeah. And she, and she goes and she holds it while he's pointing it at her face and she's smiling and she's got this big thing and she's like, and she says, give, give mommy me the, the gun. gun. Mm-hmm. At which point, being playful, because he doesn't know what the deal is, Christopher pulls the trigger and it clicks because she's taken out the ammo and she starts tearing up with the biggest smile on her face and says... I knew it was you. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. It is. Right. It is. Um, I did not like that whole part. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I don't like it when little kids are holding guns, I gotta be honest. No, it's it's <laughs> certainly on par with the rest of the unsettling yes, things. Yes, very uncomfortable. Up until it's not. Like, it's very uncomfortable up until it gets, like, you know, the, you find out what's happening. Well, so, like... And we'll get back to going through the movie, but, like, so I have to recant my statement. I think it did break the formula a little bit because I think what a lot of horror movies get wrong is they want to get to the scaring. Yes. You know, and that's not what makes people uneasy. What makes people uneasy is subtly things, subtle things to make you feel uneasy Without knowing what's going on, yep. Which is what they they spend the majority of the movie building the suspense of just we don't know what's happening, but something is way the something fuck off. Something is wrong yes. in everything in the marriage in this babysitter. Like you're just you don't know and you just feel off the whole time. Right. And there's not really that many like horror movie tropes in this either i don't think no like as far, there's no like i mean the scares. babysitter is like a, like a thing but yeah yeah s- still in a new way um so then after that gun moment we hear a knock on the door oh god and it is there we find out she she yells at them and is like you're gonna everybody stay here and shut the fuck up basically she goes down and it is maggie maggie is who normally babysits these children but was unavailable and so she recommended it to her friend anna yes who she is now seeing is not there babysitting her and gets suspicious and says i need to see the kids basically and emily's like great i'll go get them goes up and says it's your friend maggie we like maggie right we don't want anything bad to happen to Maggie, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to go down there and you're going to pretend like everything's great. S- uh, stupid kids uh, write like a help message on a piece of paper. They go down. Sally goes to hug her and slips it into Maggie's purse, which, of course, Emily sees happen. Yep. Observant. S- observant. And... Also, they weren't subtle about it whatsoever. No, no, they're stupid kids. Um, So then Maggie leaves it alone. She definitely feels like something's up, goes to her car, and as soon as she gets in her car, Emily gets in there and smashes her head over and over again into the steering wheel to knock her out and then drags her body into the house. Um, 
And this is when shit starts to hit the fan. Yeah. I mean, after the first, like, oh, she, yeah, she's evil. Okay. Capable of violence. Yeah, capable of violence. Like, now we really get rolling. Right. And this is when she drugs. She drugs the, the kids. kids. She make, She literally makes them drink the Kool-Aid and doses them literally. to knock them all out. Yeah. Um, but our, our, our hero of the movie, 11-year-old Jacob, drinks it because he knows he has to, immediately goes up to the room, his room, sticks his fingers down his throat, and yep. makes himself throw it up. King. Um, so at this point, the other two kids pass out, and they're out. And Jacob's like, let's fuck. Let's rumble. It's time to go. Um, I think this is about the time that Emily kills all the power in the house. She goes to the breaker and kills all the power. Um, And Jacob goes to his friends in the treehouse? Yeah, there's a treehouse out back where his friend's been waiting to play for most of the night uh, with a backpack of something that we don't Mm -hmm. know. So Jacob goes out to the treehouse and is like, this is what's going on. And the kid's like, look at all these fireworks. And it's fireworks in the backpack. And he's like, it's 4th of July in here. He's like, shut the fuck up and listen to me. Yeah, because I'm in trouble. Right. She hurt Maggie, this, that, and the other. And his friend's like, and you left them alone with Sally, her alone with Sally and Christopher. Yeah. Um... So then we cut back, and and we see Emily see this happening. She see they, she sees the light on in the treehouse. She sees movement, so we're like, ah, fuck. Yep, she knows. She knows. So light, the house is completely blacked out, at which point Maggie wakes up. Their, their babysitter wakes up. We don't see, this is also really well done, yeah. a, a struggle in the dark between Emily and uh, Maggie. Maggie. Uh, ending, ending, you hear a bone break, um, and then shortly after, thereafter, silence. Um, and then we see Emily washing off a compound fracture of her arm with the bone sticking out, and Jacob... <laughs> I don't think you would have hated it. It's not as it's not very brutal. I don't think you would have hated it. Yeah, Um, it's not. I like all the like psychological shit I'm hearing now. It sounds like funny games. That's like it's it's almost completely psychological. Funny games fucking rocks. A lot of this is reminding me of funny games. Have you ever seen that? I haven't yet. I need to. I'm excited about it. Um Hi Beans. Um And we see Christopher hoist his, with his little eleven year old body hoist up a body and put it. Jacob it, hoist up the body. Jacob. Yeah. Um. What did I say? Christopher. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's because. Uh, well, spoiler. We later find out it's Christopher, but we don't know at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting Christopher into something. We don't know what and closes the lid on it. Right. Um. And now it's dark. There's not too much interaction for a second, and then we see Emily take Sally and mm-hmm. yell to Jacob. She says, do you want what happened to Maggie to happen to your sister? And Jacob's screaming shit like, leave us alone, you know, typical. Yeah. And she says, I will trade you Sally for Christopher. Backyard, 10 minutes. Yep. At which point, the she texts Skinny Hyena, who's been 
staking out the parents at the restaurant. Right. And says, I need more time. But the parents are leaving. Yeah. They are getting in an Uber and they're on their way home. As the parents are on their way home, a car, obviously, skinny hyena man, T-bones the shit out of them. Yep. Uh, And dad gets out to go see if that driver's okay, stumbles. It was a hard crash. And finds that skinny hyena man has gone through the window and face implanted into, like, I think it's a fire hydrant or something. It's like a pole thing, yeah. And you see, and this is the only time, this is the most we get, you see, like, the top half of skinny hyena man's face Mm -hmm. fucking gored up and dead. Yep, he's dead. He is dead. Her accomplice, no longer with us. No longer with us, right. And then we cut back to the house. In the backyard, time it's been ten minutes. Time for the meeting. This great meeting. Great I loved meeting. This part. Smart, new, so awesome. good. Yeah. Uh, Emily has Sally and's like Jacob, Jacob, like trying to find him. He comes from around the corner of the house and slides a trash can towards her. Um. Uh, as like here you go, here's Christopher. Yep. Deal. He's in here. Yeah. So she runs to it, opens it. <laughs> Inside were every ounce of those fireworks <laughs> with their wicks lit, and they blow up in her fucking blew face. Blew up right <laughs> in her face. It's, it was so good. Right. At which point he goes and gets Sally. I f- and He puts them in the car. He puts them. So this, fuck, we're, we didn't fuck up. There's just a lot of details because it's a smart movie. Yeah. At the beginning, of, towards the beginning, when em, Emily, at this time, Anna, meets the parents, the dad tells her about a, I think, 70-something Corvette that he's restored that's in the audience and the kids aren't allowed in there. Yeah. Jacob, when we saw him earlier storing Christopher somewhere, it was in the Corvette. Mm-hmm. And then he gets Sally and puts her in there and starts the engine. Mm-hmm. Opens the garage and Emily's standing there with a gun pointed at Christopher. And our little hero runs this bitch over. He's in the car. He's driving. He backs up. Right. Runs her right over. Right. Oh, wait. We forgot a big detail. Not very far back, but we forgot a big detail. So, after they find out in the accident with the parents that the guy's dead... The parents right. are like, we have to get home to our kids. We told the babysitter we'd be home 15 minutes ago. So cops driving them home. At this time, it cuts back to the accident scene, and they find the real Anna's body in the back of Skinny in the Man's back car. of Skinny Man's car. And so they're like, her name is Anna, whatever. And they're like, oh. So they're what? in the police car, and the the cops who were still at the accident scene called. Mm-hmm. to the cop who's driving them home and are like, you need to get back here. We found a body. It's Anna. Something. Coleman or something. Obviously not knowing the significance. And the parents are like, wait, what the That's f- our babysitter. Who we think is with our children right now. And yeah. they're like, step the fuck on it. And this is the point when the Jacob is, after he's run over Emily, is driving down the street and comes head to head with the cop car that the parents are in. They get out. They hug. All this stuff. Uh, I love you. I love you. We're okay. Um, we should note after he ran Emily over, they show her like body in yes. the driveway, all sorts of fucked up. Um, 
So they meet up, they hug down the street, wherever it is. And then it cuts back to the crime scene at their house. Mm -hmm. And Emily's body is not there anymore. Yep. Uh, They're the pool of blood and her keys, I think. Yeah, one of her belongings. Something like that. And she's gone. And then it cuts to a very blurry, frantic, shaky shot of the back of her head as she's panting and like limping stumbling away. and limping like through the woods and, and that's ends. the end of the movie and then it ends so i have to say that was my one issue with the movie the end yeah because like <laughs> if you're setting up a sequel first of all i'm down i yeah. will totally watch it but there's no sequel when did this come out uh 2000 16? Oh, 13? I could be wrong. You can double check. We're going to fact check this. Um, 2015. 2015. Split the difference. Yeah. And it perfectly sets up a sequel, but there's no fucking sequel. So it was just like this unsatisfying. I kind of like that. There's something to it of Mm -hmm. like not a clean ending and we don't know what happens. There's something cool about that. Um, but I, I began to care so much about the movie and all the characters in it that I wanted something to happen. So maybe not giving me that is part of the unsettling. Yep. Yeah. It keeps you unsettled. You're like, oh, it's over. Good. And then it's like, mm, nope, probably not because she's walking away. Right. Yeah. And, and that's it. I, I really, I, as I, for anybody who didn't hear the first episode I did, I already talked about this, but I would assume a lot of you haven't. Um, My brain is all sorts of fucked up and warped, and I just don't get scared by scary movies. I'm always looking for the one to scare me. The closest thing that has come to it it was Hereditary, um, which certainly flirted with it and disturbed me a couple times, Um, but I wouldn't say I was fearful. This didn't scare me at all. No. I just, it's not a scary, it's a horror film, but it's not scary. Yeah, I'm not, like, afraid to sleep at night. Like, no. It wasn't, yeah. But, but it, it's, it's so fun. And it's very, it is uh, unsettling. Like, it's, it makes yes. you feel uncomfortable a lot of the times, which I think it makes a horror film good. You know, sure. any film good, if it can make you feel anything, you're you're doing it right. Yeah. And again, it just, like, you know... I think one of the things that, as a lover of horror movies, that I get so frustrated with is how horror movies are not very good at giving their audiences intelligence credit. Yep. And they hit you over the head with a whole mess of shit. Yep. And this did the exact opposite of that. It was very subtle, it was very nuanced, and it made you, for the majority of the movie, it gave you a taste, like the tiniest taste of what was going on, but nowhere near enough for you to figure it out on your own. Yes. And keeps you hooked and enthralled, and it's it's a it's very enjoyable. So I encourage you to watch it. Yeah, I definitely encourage everyone to watch it, even if you're not a, even if you don't like horror. There's no gore, like it's just a thriller. It's pretty much like I would call it more of a thriller than yeah. I would a horror film. Um. So back to like the puberty thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. From the very beginning, even when the dad picks up Emily to babysit the kids, he's like, yeah, Jacob's 11. Like, so what did he say? He like, says his, his stones are dropping. His stones are dropping. The mention of it in the restaurant. So we have like in the movie, the first unsettling thing, which is like 
her asking for a tampon like you have what you probably like first learn about in school before you hit puberty which is like periods and you know how your body changes and then you have the sex tape which is kind of like maybe the next step and then it goes all the way to the end to him like driving a car Yep. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it actually, to your point, like of sex education, it did it so perfectly because I'll tell you right now, boys aren't taught what tampons are in sex education. Yeah, yeah. The girls go into separate rooms. Right. And when she asks him for one, he initially hands her the wrong thing. I think it's like some, she's like, like that's, that's, yeah, that's for when your mommy has, when your mom has infections. And so it takes him a couple tries because she asks him, she's like, do you know what that is? And he's like, yeah. And, like, he knows what it is, but he doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So that was so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, But to your point, that is absolutely what the movie's about. And the arc of it is executed perfectly. Yeah, and then you still have the, like, flirtation with the fact that he's, like, still a kid in the, like, treehouse. And in the, him and his friend talking on walkie-talkies. And, like, playing with fireworks. Like Still just very being, much like, a kid. Freaking boys, you know? Right. Right, because I feel like, you know, it would have been so easy to just make him a kid or he is recently all the way into puberty, but it very much catches him as puberty starting. Yeah. And it's new and he doesn't understand it. Um, You know, he clearly, I mean, again, Master Manipulator, she plays the whole, like, hot babysitter card. Yes. Um, Which, for the record, she absolutely is. She is a hot babysitter. Um, and knows what she's doing with that. And he clearly is feeling things towards her with all the flirtation. Yeah. But he also clearly doesn't know what it is yeah. that he's feeling. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Because he, he's also, like, trying to impress her in, like, a childish way by literally painting on the wall. Right. Her name. Right. Like, yeah, he doesn't know And thinks that feeling. will work. Right. <laughs> and to your point, of, I, we mentioned this way earlier towards the beginning of the length of it. It's an hour and I think 22 Two. minutes. Right. So, like, it's short. And, again, as most horror movies are, a lot of them are. And to that point of the formula, a lot of the time it's quick exposition. And now I'm going to try to scare the shit out of you for an hour. Most of the time it doesn't work. You might get a few ones that do within a movie. This is an hour and 22 minutes, and it does not feel like it. It feels no. like a very full story and arc mm-hmm. because of how much time they took on the buildup. Yeah, it does. And like I said earlier, like it's just like a fun little horror movie. Like, th- Just throw it on, and you'll have a good time, but not yeah. be too terrified. Like, It's just a fun one for the spooky season. Or any season, right? But. And it also, I will say, and I would like, I'm, I would like to give the filmmakers the benefit of the doubt and say this was on purpose, and it was like a purposeful misdirection. But there are some things, like rather than it just not knowing what it is, because it clearly, because of how well executed it is, they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But there are these like little misleads. Like she has this line. One of the first things she does, they do with the night is they play dress up, they play pretend, and. Sally's like, he's wearing mommy's pillowcase. Like, those are her nice pillowcases. He's not allowed to do that. He's destroying her, blah, blah, blah. And she says, sometimes it's okay to destroy something for fun. Yes. Which was the first time that I was like, oh, this is who this character is. It gave me a very Joker or some men want to watch the world burn mm-hmm. vibe. Which is not at all it. That's no. not at all what's going on. She has a very specific mission and a thing she wants. 
Um, and I think some people who are, I mean, I am totally a film snob and even more so a horror movie snob. Uh, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, they didn't, they just wanted a cool line in there. But to me, it's like, no, everything else points to the contrary. They knew what they were doing and they fucking got you. They tricked you. Yeah. They were just messing with you and giving you these little like Easter eggs that honestly just led nowhere. Right. Which... I don't know, maybe some people would be annoyed with, but I think for horror, right. it, it just keeps you guessing. And it wasn't a lot of them. Most of the Easter eggs are on track. They yeah. are very much in line with who she is, what she's doing there, with this, you know, and on the other side, what's going on with this family, where I mean, they're even at. even starting from the blood on her shoe. Oh, like, man, it's so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so I... I 10 out of 10 recommend. It's, I recommend It's too. very good. I mean, after we, after the terrifying experience you had with the Terrifier. Oh my God. We, I was Jesus. like, okay, let's go on. Let me look on Netflix. Let me type in like best scary movies on Netflix, which just wasn't on Netflix. No, Amazon. Yeah, I had to do Amazon. And rent it. But yeah. But I did top scary movies on Netflix and then it showed like the scary movies with their Rotten Tomato scores and this one had like 89 or something. Something. It was up there. I was like, okay, this one will probably like... I think it's a good... Here's why I think it's such a good spooky season movie because like I... Even as somebody who loves horror films and loves to get scared no matter how much it doesn't happen, even though I know it doesn't happen, I will not watch a movie that I think has the chance of scaring me if I'm not in the right emotional place for it. Like, True. if I'm not ready to be able to handle that, then I'm going to save it for another night. Um, so if you're wanting a spooky season movie, but you're not in an emotional, emotionally, an emotional space to get scared, this is a perfect movie absolutely, for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Spooky fun, enjoyable, smart. Um, if anyone has movies that will scare Noah, let's Please. uh we should have like a a scare Noah competition because <laughs> I think that I would love that. I I it's hard for me to believe anything would top hereditary. Oh, I know. Um, but that's it's also it's uh it's different stuff. It's not necessary. I mean, also there's a whole other there's whole other genres you haven't cracked right. like Japanese horror and of stuff. Co- of course. Of so, course. I mean, if anyone has any that goes to Noah, please uh, reach out on Instagram at Spooky Show Pod right. or Twitter. Please send something. In. I will say, there's a movie that I haven't watched yet that I've been very excited to watch. I haven't been in an emotional place to watch it yet. That I, I think I know through Harrison, you did not care for. I have not yet watched. I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, which it's not scary. But is it disturbing? Not really. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, yeah, I, that's why I didn't know if you had watched it yet, and I yeah. didn't really want to tell you. I, I, I haven't watched Let's it yet. Let's put it this way. So Harrison's sister did not, we were going to watch The Ring in Harrison's house, and we had to watch it with headphones because she couldn't even be around to hear it. Well, it scared her as a little kid so bad. Yes. She was like four. Childhood trauma. So, yeah, exactly. but she watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Like, it's not. Okay. Yeah, I just know the... I've only I've seen the trailer. Um, I've obviously I'm a huge, huge Tony Collette fan. Um, Oh, she's great. Just because you know, I mean, seriously, watch Hereditary and then the next day watch Knives Out. It's the best. It is Um, great. (laughs) Watching her go from that to that. 
Um, it's just weird. It's, it's just weird, weird. and that's not, Charlie not Kaufman's like, mo. It didn't just. It's not really disturbing. It's just weird. Okay. All right. I'm well, sorry to disappoint you. No, that's that, fine. But. I'm gonna watch it anyway, and. Yeah, also just It, it would have been mean of me not to say anything, honestly. <laughs> if I, I was know. like, yeah, enjoy that. I didn't let you watch the Terrifier. <laughs> You're warning me going into yes. I th- it. We're taking care of each other. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah. Emily, it's fucking watch great it. great film. Highly recommend. And thank you to Noah for coming on yet again. Oh, blast. A crowd fave. I will always talk about spooky He's our, our spooky <gasps> oh. correspondent. I have a I have something that would be just one quick final story. Oh my god! Okay. To end your spooky season. <gasps> okay. Because I had the most disturbing. Kate and Harrison already know this story. Because um, I had to call Kate immediately. Oh, I get a text from Noah that says, "Call me immediately." Because I needed to tell my spooky Which, friend. Which, first of all, a spooky story in itself. <laughs> right. I knew Kate was the very first person I told. <clears throat> So, I am, I'm on the phone with a friend the other day, like, talking about God knows what. Like, I I don't know. And I get a call from an, like, a call buzzes in from an international number, um, which normally I wouldn't pick up, but uh, currently with the company I run, I'm dealing with some people overseas, so I thought it might be one of them, so I, I picked up. I answered, and the only thing on the other line is a woman brutally, violently crying. Like, not my boyfriend just broke up with me. Like, I'm being, and maybe I've just seen too many scary movies and I've watched Hostel too many times, but like, woman held against her will in a room somewhere overseas, um, trying to get help. My brother told me that... Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was... And I just kept saying, hello, are you okay? Are you okay? Hello, hello. And eventually she just hung up. My brother told me this is apparently... What popped into his head immediately was scam. Like, build empathy. I need help. Yeah. Send me this money to get me out of here type situation. But then after I she hooked me, I was like, are you okay? Yeah, you, you know? need help. <laughs> right. She hung up. Yeah. And it fucked my stomach for the rest of the day. And this is coming from Noah, who doesn't get scared. And so this crying, you know, probably had to be pretty brutal. And like... I mean, you know but, different cries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like... You know your cries. You know your cries. Like, you know my my boyfriend of a month just broke up with me cry you know boyfriend of two of months two <laughs> kind of cry yeah Help you know my girlfriend just broke up with me my girlfriend of 3 months yes. like it's there's it's there's different cries and this was like i am in trouble oh my and again God. this could be my head i've seen hostel and i've seen all these scary movies, and I've seen far too many documentaries about the dark parts of the world. Yep. Um, but yeah, it really fucked me up and was totally appropriate for spooky season, and I thought I would share that with you all. Yeah, that is... I mean, also, if anyone else has received any calls like that, like, please let us know. Oh my know god, let because, me know, please. Yeah. to call into the show and hysterically cry. We don't have a call. <laughs> we don't have a call a number for this reason. I don't want to get pranked. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was not fun. Yeah, that is so 
freaking scary. Yeah. Let us know if anyone else has experienced that. Um, I wonder, did you look it up? Like, girl, oh, like, overseas number calling girl. Uh, I wonder if I talked to something. I talked to Lauren, uh, my, my partner Lauren, who was in Germany until July. She was there, living there for six months. So she's got a better idea of, like, European numbers. Um, and she didn't like look it up or anything. I don't know how you would do that just cause I'm a dumb American, but she didn't recognize like where that might've been mm-hmm. coming from. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I, I needed to leave it the fuck alone and get it out of my life. Yeah. Audio. It's kind of one of those things where you don't want to know too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. true. Yeah. That's true. Right. You never know what it, but right. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Thank you again for coming on. You're the best guest ever. Oh, oh. just kidding. Other guests. <laughs> oop, oop. Fuck you, other guests. Oop. I win. I'm just kidding. I love all my guests. I love Equally. all my guests, but I do love Noah, the horror expert. Ugh. The horror expert. The, the horror, horror expert. <laughs> Which involves a lot of horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a horror. <laughs> don't call it horror for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to 13 Days of Halloween. We're in the thick of it right now. <laughs> I don't know when these episodes are going up, but we're in the thick of it right now. And I appreciate all the love and support that I ha- know I will be getting. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow me on Spooky Show Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Bubbling Queen on Instagram and Twitter. Twitch, MindSugar666, Noah. Deleted all his social doesn't media. Doesn't have social media because he watched <laughs> the social dilemma. Social dilemma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. Bye.